in a world where our freedoms and democracies are being infringed upon. We are the two dudes that are fed up with all the lies and bullshit. This is a show unlike no other. Welcome to Don't Tread on America with your host, the BCGC, and the one and only CK1. show uh it's a rare saturday show for you it is february the 20th 2021 it is me it is i it is he is me is we is pcgc and ck1 over there how's it going buddy it's going great man going good it's going good it's a sunny sunny (laughs) saturday (laughs) afternoon (laughs) a song sunny Man, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> something, something, I know it's something, got Sony in it though. Something, something. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you this: we're doing a lot better than some parts of the country right now. Yes, yes. Watching the weather right now, it, yes, <laughs> it is not so sunny. <laughs> it is officially everyone hates Florida season. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, good day at work. It's a good day at work. Good day at work. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the people that could see it on video. Oh, yeah. I forgot to put the tape over the... Uh... <laughs> That's okay. You can't, you can't really see it. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, for those that don't know, Chris and I work at the same place, and it is... We had to both work today. We put in about, eh, what, what, nine and a half hours? Nine and a half, ten hours, something like that. Huh? Um, started at uh, 12.30. Mm. 12.30 this morning. Mm. Got done about 9.30. You got done about, what, 10? Mm-hmm. Um, so sugar water on that. So, uh, but you know what? We, we struggle through this and we're here for you guys to do a show for you. Unlike no other, we are, don't tread on America. Um, so anyway, with that being said, basically what we want to, uh, no, but seriously, uh, yeah, so we're doing a Saturday show because we uh, we want to take tomorrow off. We're going to still go to the gym. You know, we got to do that. But that way we can spend the day with our wives because, you know, Sunday's their day off. And not that we're going to get away from Sunday show, but, you know, we got to slip a Saturday in there every now and again. So we're going to jump right in with the topic of the day. Obviously, the weather is very uh, chilly in parts of the country. It's not so bad as it was earlier in the week. Um... So Texas, right? Right. Um, I guess Ted Cruz is get, catching a little heat right now for uh, bouncing out to uh, well, he, he <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Maybe he can bring a little of that heat back to Texas. <laughs> I don't know. It was snowing in Mexico, too. Maybe not down Cancun. Not, not in wind, Cancun. But, but uh, Ted Cruz is cruising on out of Texas uh, to forego the, uh, the winter storms. Yeah. yeah. Well... From what I saw, I saw him, I I think he was on Hannity. He's like, you know, my daughters wanted to, you know, it was cold, you know, they wanted to get out of town. So I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll take it out there. And supposedly he only left for a day. I think he was down and back in a day. Well, they, yeah, I've seen a little something on the reporting of that. He might have changed it that 
today. Uh, he wasn't scheduled to come back till Saturday. Right. Well, I'm sure. I I think we talked about this earlier, where I I can almost guarantee you he was kind of like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Let's bolt. And then someone saw him at the airport. Like, hey, hey, Senator Cruz, what are you doing? Oh shit. <sighs> Uh, nothing. I'll be back. Uh, I'm taking my daughter down to Mexico. I'll be right back. Oh. Fuck! My personal opinion on this is this. He should have just kept his damn mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but, what does it matter? I mean, okay, I guess the optics of it look bad. Like, you're a leader, and you're leaving in the middle of a catastrophe. But, he has... It's not like he can do anything about it well ultimately there's nothing that he can't do in cancun that he can do and maybe more so because with the power being out not having access who knows right there's nothing that he can't do from cancun that he can't do in texas right yeah because he's he's not running he's not running the state yeah he doesn't run the state he doesn't run the power plants he doesn't de-ice the the wind turbines he he might be able to get online and zoom somebody and make some phone calls he can do that down there so be it but basically what you sorry folks what <laughs> drink, you drink said up. <laughs> drink up remember remember I, from the show last I am, the other day uh, i am trying to cut down on the, this, the word basically the, we'll see how this, this is goes the don't tread on america drinky game mm. when you hear the word basically Tip your cup back and enjoy the fun. It's Saturday. Let's drink some drinks. I'll start it. Um, what you said is, is correct. Right. It's the optics of it. You are a state representative of that state. And what are you you implying, especially somebody that's run had a presidential run before, right? like Ted Cruz has. It gives you the look that when the tough... Gets going, you get going. You get going. Right. Right. So what is it going to be like when you're defending well, a nation or you're running a nation and and the, the chips are down? Right. What are you going to do? Are you going to fold? Well, but here's the funny thing about this. And I'm going to I'm gonna throw this one on you because we didn't talk about this uh, during pregame. Um, where, where's that one going? Another rocket going up in the, your alleged space. <laughs> What kills me about all of this, okay, I'm not saying that what Ted Cruz did was right, okay? I get what you're saying, and I agree. What There's nothing that he couldn't do in Cancun that he can't do at home in Texas or in Washington. Nothing that he's going to do is going to – he's not going out there turning the wrenches, flipping on switches, right. reconnecting, de-icing. It's not – he's out there doing that shit. Now, granted, if the governor or lieutenant governor or someone like that had bailed, I get it. Then you, I, I think you have more of a reason to be upset. With that being said, where was the outrage when Lori Lightfoot in Chicago was like, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that. And, and they, you can't she go went get on vacation. Hair, yeah, and yeah. then she goes on vacation. Or you yeah. can't go get your hair done. Yeah. She goes and gets her hair done. Well, I got to look good because I'm on TV. Well, bitch, you need a lot of fucking work because that ain't working. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? Or Gavin Newsom, you can't go and eat dinner and you can't do this. And this motherfucker goes to the damn French Laundry, one of the most expensive restaurants in the world. Yep. With... I. I remember the picture. I want to say there was six or so other people there. Him and his wife and six other people right. there eating. And I believe 
didn't the uh, the uh, the governor of um, of Denver or or was it the mayor of Colorado mayor or of Colorado? I believe it was. Yeah, and, and took a yeah took a trip yeah. when when, when know, the rest of the state was or the rest of the uh, city was on lockdown. Right, you know, it's like once again, once again, rule for thee, not for me. What Ted Ted Cruz? <laughs> Texas is much like Florida in the sense that we can fucking come and go as we please. So, I I understand the outrage. I understand why people, oh, oh, but. You guys could have done the same thing. Right. It's not like in these other states or cities or whatever where the governors and the mayors and the whoever's are calling for curfews and lockdowns and you can't do this, that, or the other thing. But yet then they go do what they said you can't do. Right. So, I mean, I know it's kind of, it's all a word puzzle and you're just kind of making up the rules as you go along. But the outrage that... The media and whoever is having over this. Oh, granted, but granted, and of course, about and of course, because Ted Cruz is who he is, because he's a Republican, because or right. Republican, um, that's a lot of the reasons why he's catching the outrage that he is. Right, undoubtedly, because it, it, if he was a if he was a Democrat, you would have never heard anything about it. Right, you know who? Speaking of Democrats, you know who's kind of happy that this is going on right now? Who's that? Governor go home up there in uh, New York, because <laughs> I, I guarantee he's like, oh fucking hey, they're not talking about me. Cool. Well, don't worry. I, I have a feeling that's coming back around for I, you. We'll, well, we'll actually that we'll actually circle back to him. Circle back around. <laughs> yeah, that's not going away. Well, the interesting thing, you know, everyone's so focused on Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Oh, look at him. Him. He's leaving Cancun. He's leaving it. Leaving all his people to freeze and die. Okay whatever why why are these people in this situation and dying right why is this happening and and it uh, from from what i've seen there it's some of it's pretty bad right and so we actually looked because we wanted to see what the, the difference is what the average is for right. texas so we looked at last year in texas and last year in texas i believe the low temperature for the Month of February was 29 degrees, or I'm sorry, that's the high. Yeah. The the lowest temperature of a high for the entire month. Does that make right. sense? Right. It's 29 degrees. Right. So the lowest high was 29 right. degrees. Right. And there was only seven total days in the month of February that it was at freezing or lower for the low. Right. That was for the entire month. And that was. Probably North Texas or something. Well, that was Midland. Was we, that Midland? Okay, yeah, we took was, Midland. We did use Midland. Okay. Now, we looked at it this year, and they've already far surpassed that. They've had days that were in the teens, several days that were in the teens. They actually right. had one day that registered a low of negative one. Right. So, I don't think they they were equipped, one, to handle this type of weather. Okay. They've, they've never been used to it. Well, and, and, uh, and Ted Cruz even alluded to that. I saw him do an interview... Forgive me for where I saw it, but the comment was, or I probably didn't actually see it. I probably heard it, but nonetheless, uh, we're not we're not used to this. Granted, Texas is a big state, and they are accustomed to a lot of energy usage. Right. But it's mostly air conditioner usage. So you don't necessarily have a problem of uh, solar panel freezing up or windmills freezing up or right. so 
you're hearing a lot of this. Well, that ha- should have had nothing to do with, with, this. with this. Right. Well, I disagree because the Biden administration, the EPA is like, no, you can only put out from a fossil fuel situation so much percentage. Right. So what we have is basically, son of a bitch, sorry. Drink up. Drink up. What we have here oh my God. is we had, and I don't know it's so much that the, the Biden administration actually ordered uh, ERCOT, which is the... EPCOT? <laughs> ERCOT, yeah. Oh, ERCOT. Okay. Which, who knows? ERCOT might be owned by EPCOT because God knows Disney owns everything else in this damn country. <laughs> so why not? But basically ERCOT... Son of a bitch. Sorry, guys. God. Y'all gonna be drunk ten minutes into this show. Yeah, we're we're at the twelve minute mark Air- right now. I'm already getting a little hammered. <laughs> ERCOT regulates the the energy for right. Texas. Texas, right? And so it's kind of a situation as they're kind of asking, how did this happen? Okay. Well, ERCOT has to abide by the Department of Energy in D.C. Right. And they are kind of tied to their emissions. So they, they're only allowed certain emissions from coal, from natural gas, from um, different sources. Right. They're regulated on these things. Right. They were told, you can exceed these, but we need to be notified. Right. By how much you're exceeding, then we have to approve. So, bait. <laughs> Caught myself. That doesn't count. Half a drink. Half a drink. You just sniff it. (laughs) (laughs) They were told, yes, you can exceed, but at the same time, eh, you can exceed it, but don't exceed it too much. Right. Let's not get carried away. So all they had to do was say, we got your back. Do what you got to do to to take care of your people. Right. To make sure that the energy, that the, the lights stay on. That these people have heat, that they don't have to sit and sleep out in their car, which we saw videos of happening. People right. sleeping in their cars just so they could be warm, just so they could turn their heater on. Right. All they, all the Biden administration had to do, all the Department of Energy had to do was say, do what you got to do to keep the lights on. We've got your back. And we'll worry about the emissions later. Right. Like, okay, I get it. We don't want to be polluting the air... But but it's we're talking like about a, a, a short period. Yeah, it's of time. not like it was a permanent thing. No. It was literally for a week. No no no. Yeah. You know. So for this next week, do what you got to do. Right. Keep the lights on. Keep the people warm. But no, you don't have that. Instead, you got these cuck asses like John Kerry who would be crying and whining, bitching and moaning left and right because you know why he's flying around on his yeah why he's on his private, private jet. jet yeah it's just ridiculous. Look, I agree. I agree to a certain extent with with monitoring the emissions and stuff like that. I understand that's things that we do have to be worried about. We don't right. want to pollute the yeah. earth. But at the same time, when you have a, a natural disaster like this, you've got to do you've got to worry about human life first. And I'm talking about the immediate impact on human life. Right. People yeah. freezing. Like you said, you can worry about the cutbacks in spring right. when it's not so hot and it's not so cold. You know, so you wait another two, three, four weeks and 
people probably had the windows open and just running some ceiling fans. And well, we're already seeing the temperatures come back up. I think right. today, I think when we look, Midland's already up to forty degrees today. I think they're calling for a high sixty-two right. today. So yeah. it's I don't know. I think the the biggest thing is is they have said that Texas was not prepared for this. Of course not. And that would be like it happening in Florida. You know, if all Absolutely. of a sudden it something like that happened down Absolutely. here, we would be fucked because it doesn't that doesn't happen here. Right. I mean, cuz it's not like it was one part of Texas. It wasn't like it was North Texas or West Texas or Northwest Texas or whatever. That shit, the whole fucking state was covered in snow with below freezing temperatures. Right. That never happens. Right. Right. It was so cold. I mean, it was snowing into Mexico. Right. I remember seeing a a map where uh, I think it was Brownsville, Texas. Right. High was 33. It was either 23 or 33. Snow on the ground. Well, on, you know, a map... The, the longitude, uh, or is that latitude, longitude? Well, anyway, the, the, from Brownsville, Texas to Fort Myers Beach, Florida is on the same longitude or latitude, right. whatever it is. 23, snow, 83, sun. Same, <laughs> you know. Right. I guess, I don't, see, I, can, I, I can't imagine that ever actually happening that far south. You're talking Fort Myers is further south than we are right i could never imagine that actually happening of the water you know the with the ocean and everything it just the ocean would have to freeze essentially for that to actually happen so if that would ever happen here it would be cataclysmic because we are definitely not equipped to handle we're nowhere nearly you could probably count on on your hand the number of times that florida's seen snow in the last 50 years. Right. Yeah. And Florida in general, like North Florida, you probably see it right. occasionally. Right. But where well, we're can, at here in Florida or, or south of us, fuck that. Well, I can tell you, before we moved down here to Florida, my aunt and uncle have lived in Florida almost my entire life. Right. They live over in Orlando. And uh, I can remember them, you know, sending us pictures and stuff and saying it's snowing. In Orlando, and it was the biggest deal. <laughs> it's the biggest deal ever. Right. I know it's very, very rare for it to happen here, but I see the way people um, drive in the rain. Drive when it rains down here. So I could only imagine if it snowed, they would lose their freaking minds. Right. It would be. It would. <laughs> well, even to the point where in um, in Texas. In parts of Texas, or I would probably say the majority of Texas, they weren't, they're not even equipped. Like, okay, so you're from ten, up north Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm from, you know, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Up there, they have, you drive by them on the highway. There's big, I don't know what they're called, but almost like silos, essentially, full of uh, salt. Salt, you mm-hmm. know, to salt, to the salt the roads, the roads and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that they have snow plows and in towns up north, you might have, you know, Bob who's, uh, you know, does whatever for a living. But in the wintertime, 
he hooks a plow up to his F-250 and he plows neighborhoods, you know, plows driveways. He does whatever. They don't have that in Texas. You you might have a neighbor that has a, a bulldozer or a backhoe or something in certain parts of Texas. Right. In like Houston and some of these cities, they're not equipped for that. Right. And what I mean, and I'm not even talking about, I'm, this is beyond the electrical aspect of it. This is just clearing the road. They were out there with bulldozers and construction equipment <laughs> trying to clear the highways and they couldn't even clear the highways it's like right they're just it just was beyond any any fathomable that and, they were prepared for. yeah and it's to the point you know this is no fault of any one governor whoever has been is and has been the governor of this state because you spend that kind of money for that kind of equipment to use at once in a great moon. Right. You know, you're going to spend more time trying to maintain it than you would ever using the stuff. Right. Well, I know we just saw a report that what Biden has declared it a state of emergency for the state of Texas. And now I guess they're heading down there with all sorts of emergency funds and right. You know, whatever. That's fine. Well, yeah, finally. Uh, But I think a lot of that could have been, avoided had we just started from you know started from 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 what it needed the most which was power right because that you know i understand certain parts of the state may be damaged i understand certain you know electrical lines maybe went down i understand certain there might be some damage in the state right but the loss of life is the most damaging thing, and that's and that, stuff that you can't fix with money. Right. That's things you can't fix with your supplies and your and, yeah yeah. So all they had to do was the right thing from the start for the people, instead of uh, you know. Uh, well, the most interesting thing about all of this is the whole time <laughs> that you have this happening. You also have John Kerry flying around in his private jet, private jet airplane, talking about. Oh, oh. that's his solar jet, though. <laughs> Come on now, you got this guy. Hey, moron! Look at me! I'm a moron, John Kerry. So. The whole time he's flying around the globe in his private jet, talking about. Oh, the world is going to come to an end in, what is it now, nine years? He's saying nine. we have nine years before a uh, cataclysmic climate event happens. So they, is, is, is that global warming? Is they, it global freezing? Uh, I don't know because it, they, the big kick they were on was global warming. But I can tell you right now, the people in Texas would kill for a little bit of that global warming. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like here he's flying around on his plane. Talking about global warming, and now it's cataclysmic climate event because he can't go around because people are gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Global warming? It's ten in Texas, right? You know, the people stop crossing the border, so cold. They're like, "Fuck this shit. We're staying out here. It was warm." Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I saw this little little thing. Uh, I can't remember oh, where I, I saw it. Oh. Don't 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 I, no no stop. Always your penis. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this little little thing on the internet. 
Okay. And I thought it was very, you know, it really got me thinking. Right. And it's very true. This is very true. So, for the people that are listening, anybody that falls in these certain time areas are going to be able to remember these things. Right. All right. So, it says, uh, government-funded science. Uh, In the 60s, oil reserves will be depleted in 10 years. Okay. Right. We, wait, in the 60s? In the 60s. The We're not going to have any more two, oil. 2060s, right? No, 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 no. 1960? 1960. So 1960, years, by 1970, uh, oil reserves are going to be depleted. So oil... So, well, that's probably why we don't have gas and stuff now, right? Right, right. That's why gotcha. we have to walk everywhere. Gotcha. All right. Uh, in the 1970s, I want to clarify that for you, 1970s. Okay. We're going to have another ice age in 10 years. Okay. Right? Okay, right. So I remember when I was in elementary school and the Ice Age came. And went. Right. Now we're, yeah, it, right. you know, I 10 years. Yeah. Ice Age only lasted 10 years. All right. So 1980s, right. this, is, this is about our timeline now that we fall in. Right. Acid rain is going to destroy all the crops in 10 years, so we're going to have nothing to eat. You know, the funny thing is, is, okay, obviously I wasn't alive in the 60s. I was a little kid in the 70s, so I don't recall the... The Ice Age talk. But I do remember the acid rain. in the 80s, the acid rain. I remember so much that, for whatever reason, I don't know why in the hell I remember this, but I remember watching TV and there'd be commercials for like car wax and shit like that. I was like, oh, it protects against acid rain coming from the atmosphere. Right. Blah, 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 blah. How often do you hear about acid rain now? I, I t- actually forgot about it until you until we brought it up, until you brought it up just earlier today. And I'm like, oh, shit, I do remember that. <laughs> but when's the last time you heard about it? it then. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, 40 years ago. 40, 40 years ago. How's hey. that acid rain working for you? Well, the ice. Uh, wait a minute. No, it's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. So, in the 90s, <laughs> the o- and I, I, I can remember this. I remember this. Go ahead and say it before I tell the you. The ozone layer will be destroyed in 10 years. Right. And I remember this because when I was in high school... So late 80s into the early 90s. And you're you're a few years younger than me, but I'm sure you remember this. You remember the girls, the hair? Oh, yeah. Back back in the yeah. late 80s. And all the hairspray that they're spraying. And they were using the Aquanet and yep. everything. And that yep. was the big thing. It was like, oh, you girls with your... Like, I lived in a little pissant town in fucking Florida. And it was those... I mean, I the high school I went to, I don't know... Maybe a thousand kids, five hundred to—I don't remember the number. Right. They're gonna, you know, the three hundred or so girls that were in that high school was—they're killing the ozone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, granted, I guess in the grand scheme of things, that there's three hundred, three hundred thousand, whatever. But. But but in ten years, it's going to be completely gone. To the point where I remember, because I had astronomy in high school, and I remember. My astronomy teacher, we, you know, oh, well, if you look, you, that's really the ring around is, you know, that's from the destruction of the ozone. I'm like, motherfucker. I never realized how much they, whoever they is, mm-hmm. whether you want to say it's the government, you want to say it's, uh, you know, the men in black, you want to say it's Illuminati, whoever they is, I never realized how much they control us via our childhood as we're growing up coming through schools well not only that but how much they 
control or try to control by using fear. Fear, right. Because fear is their number one controlling. Right. Because uh, they, you, it, it's, it's, well, you wanna, it's an adult, uh, whoever that, if it's your parents, your someone on the news, it's uh, a teacher, whatever the case may be, you believe that whatever they're telling you is true. It, right. But you look at where those people are getting their information from, and most of it's coming from our government. Right. But as a kid, as a, as a teenager, kid, you don't, understand you don't that. think about it. But you I'm saying your oh, teachers, shit, you know? your parents. Your, well, they know more than me. They, you know, they got to be telling me the truth. Whoever, right. But that's where they're getting their information from. Right. So, once again, you've got people using fear to try to control. Now, there's one more. Right. In the 2000s, the ice caps will be gone in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Which is why we have, you know... Which, oddly enough, was Al Gore, John Kerry, yeah. all these people talking about the... The polar ice caps are going to melt, and yep. the sea level is going to rise, and Florida, for example, gonna is going to be back underwater, underwater yep. and, yep. you know, the Bahamas, and, you know, it's like, um, guess what? Freedom State of Florida, high and dry, looking for a player. <laughs> well, guess what, folks? Every decade, every 10 years, there's something else that they're trying to hit you with that, that's going to come around, and, and we're going to destroy the world. And I know there's some naysayers out there that actually believe this bullshit. Right. And they're going to say, well, we took preventative measures. That's the only reason why these things didn't happen. Yet, bullshit. Because I'm going to tell you right now, every 10 years, there's something that comes around that's going to destroy this. We're on the verge of collapse. Guess what, folks? We still got plenty of oil. Oil's still being made. Oil's still being pumped. Uh, You know, if... if, uh, Dipshit McGee hadn't nixed the damn pipeline. That's President Dipshit McGee. That you can go fuck yourself. Oh, three times. It's <laughs> bullshit. Uh, maybe one of those shirts going to be made soon. Yeah, yeah. I think we've come up with some pretty good t-shirt ideas. All right. So the seventies. Guess what, folks? We're not even close to an ice age. So look at the look at the polar shift between the seventies and the two thousands. One, we were about to hit a new ice age. In, by the 2000s, the ice age is going to be melted. The ice caps are going to be melted. You know what I'm saying? That's right. that's how polar opposite we hit these. Sh- In 30 years, we're hitting an ice age, and now it's all melting. So now, now the big kick is global warming. Right. Right. That's what we're on. That's what we see Greta Thunberg and crying and whining about. That's what we see John Kerry fucking Flying jumping on his fly, private jet, private jet to, to warn everybody. Guys, we got to quit using the fossil fuels. Are you going to quit using that jet? No, I'm important, damn it. <laughs> so, well, once again, none of these catastrophes happen, but they all resulted in more taxes and more regulation. Right. It's just a way for them to, like you said, scare the public. Well, you know, speaking of which, I see our beloved president just got us back into the, the climate Paris Accord. Climate Accord. Yep. So, basically, I don't care, drink up. That uh, <laughs> we get to pay a fee to regulate ourselves more because I think I want to say that they said this when Trump was like, we're getting out of this shit, was you're, we're basically paying, I don't know what the dollar amount is, but we're basically paying whatever that dollar amount is to this organization that 
does whatever they do. I don't even know what the fuck the point of the Paris Climate Accord is. When some of your biggest polluters, China, India, Russia, what the fuck? What are they doing? Why? 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 Why ask why? Drink butter. I'm sick and fucking tired of the United States having to fucking put money out. So we're paying money to be in this Paris Climate Accord. And in the meantime, this motherfucker is promising all this shit for people and can't get nothing done. I well, mean, it's, 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 it, it never ceases to amaze me that we have these meetings and they usually hold them somewhere um, overseas. Right. And the, all these people go and they want to talk about the climate and they want to talk about saving the climate and, and saving this and saving that and how we need to rely less on fossil fuels and the green energy people. And right. How do all the people get there to these conferences? They, uh, did they did they take their paddle boat? <laughs> yeah, no. Did they take their? Uh, they they each individually took jets. They took they took hot air. Oh, no, I can't even use hot air balloons because that's still using the same. <laughs> How the hell did they get there? Private jets using fossil fuels. The very thing that they're complaining about, they're using to get to these what? damn conferences that they're crying and whining over. Saving. Look, I'll say it again. Saving the environment. We need to do that. We need to take care of the planet we're on. We need to find ways no, to not go, destroy the... No, we, we just... go to Mars, man. We're fine. <laughs> here's, here's, I'm going to say this about that. Once again, basically what it boils down to is do as I say, not as I do. You son of a bitch. When I tell you not to fly on the plane, that's you. Not me. You. I do what the fuck I want. You can't. You son of a bitch. All of this is, like you said, it's fear porn to get people. It's it's not even fear porn to get. It's fear porn to get people that don't have a half a fucking brain to think for themselves. To be like, oh god, we gotta wear the mask because we're all gonna die. We gotta stop using hairspray because we're killing the ozone layer. We gotta stop driving cars because you're not gonna be okay. If there's not gonna be any oil, who the fuck cares then? Fucking use this shit up. The quicker you use it up, the quicker it can't be used anymore, and the quicker the Earth will be saved. Whatever. <laughs> right? Oh, I guess that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> we can't, because they know it's a bullshit fucking lie. I mean, <laughs> if it's all a way to scare the public into being able to pass a law or regulation of fine, a tax, or whatever you want to call well, it. Tax. I th- right. I think ultimately that's the main thing that they're well, looking at. When you buy a car, when I bought my car, guess what it was attached to? Uh, one of the fees that was attached to my car. It's called a gas guzzler tax because you're only going to get 10 miles at a gallon in that beast. Therefore, we're going to have to charge you you know, a 10% fee to buy this car. I still got to buy the fucking gas to put in it. Which... Uh, thank you, uh, Biden, for the yeah. gas prices going up yeah. yet again. Yeah, because I had to put premium in that motherfucker. So, on top of it being what two sixty I saw today, two fifty nine, whatever for for uh, two fifty nine for regular. For regular, yeah. it's when I got gas the other day, that shit was three thirty something for the premium. Right. So 
I'm already paying a tax, essentially, for that car, for having to use... And that's not going to drive a shit. It's not like I'm putting a shit ton of miles on that car. Yeah, you but, know? You're, but you're rich, so who cares? Hey, that's beside the point, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, man. Yeah, see? Even Joe agrees. Come on, man. Um, uh, <laughs> my point is, is it's like you said, it's all a scare tactic. For them to be able to pass right. more rules and fines and fees and taxes and whatever. Well, ultimately, I think that's what it falls down to, is taxes. Right. They want ways to make more money. Right. And how do you do that? By putting regulations on things so they can apply. They need the regulations to be able to apply the taxes. Right. So we can tax that now. And then you get states like Texas who are afraid to get fined or whatever because they're going to go over the emissions, the emissions right. standards or whatever. And then... Because it's it's all, you know, why can't we as Americans, as a government, as a president, as a Congress, Senate, mayor, governor, whatever, why can't we just worry about the our fucking people? And I hate to say this, I don't really hate to say this, but I know it's going to sound bad what I'm about to say, but why do we give a fuck about anybody else? Because I can tell you this right now. They do not give a fuck about us. The only thing they care about is the money we're giving them. These countries that we give millions and billions of dollars to would just as soon fucking flip us off and throw a piece of shit at us and could care less. The only thing they care about is the money that this country is giving to them. And the thing is, is the bad thing about this is you go to uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, you go to these countries where we give twenty million for this and sixty million for that, and we're gonna do gender equality studies in Pakistan, and we're gonna do the citizens of that country don't give a fuck about us. The governments that run those countries definitely don't give a fuck about us. Guarantee we stop giving that money, they'd be like, "Fuck those motherfuckers." We give them that money, they're like, "Fuck those motherfuckers." Yeah, they don't care about yeah. us. Why in the fuck do we care about them? Look, in the meantime, if we stop giving all this money to all these countries, think how rich and and, and we're broke. It's not like we're sitting on a stockpile of fucking dollars. No, we're borrowing money. Yeah, so we're borrowing money to get. You know, we're literally robbing Peter to pay Paul and getting nothing in return. Right. So that'd be like if you were. Uh, you, you own a home, let's say you have some credit cards, you got vehicles, whatever. So you're $300,000 in debt. And you're loaning someone... Uh, money. $1,000 a month. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. And then to, to give that person $1,000 a month, you have to borrow $1,000 or two... Well, I got to borrow the money to cover my expenses right. plus. Right, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah. Why? It, I, Look, I, I, I understand that we can't not be in world affairs, right? Because we are a superpower. We, we are, are the world. <laughs> we are the superpower. For now. Right. So now, why in the fuck maybe, are we giving other people maybe. money? I'd be like, they should be paying. We should run this motherfucker like the mob. <laughs> These motherfuckers should be giving us vigs on the backside. And you should be paying us. Why in the fuck? We're like the, we're like the stupid mob. We're like... Like we're like fucking Vito and Vinny over here. We're like, hey, you want some protection? Yeah, okay. Here's a million dollars. Cool, man. Thanks. What the do fuck? I, do I have to give you anything back? Nah, nah. We got you. Don't worry about that. 
<laughs> you tell us who's picking on you. We're going to give you a million, and we're going to go kick their ass, and we're going to give them two million. Wait, what? Look, I understand why we have to be involved. I understand why we want to offer aid because we make these deals with these other countries. I get, I, I get all that. I get what you're saying, though. I'm not disagreeing well, with here's, you. Here's my but problem. I think that's the one good thing about Trump. I, I'm going to bring it up. That's the one good thing about Trump is he said, what was his big thing? America first. first. With right? Biden, it's America no more. It's America dead last. Right. In some, in some case, not America at all. Because every deal that I see him doing are all backdoor deals where he's giving these other countries money. What was that? <laughs> yeah, go away, Bill. I heard something about backdoor dealing. <laughs> I can tell you a few things about that. Let me tell you what. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, take for instance the pipeline. Right. Okay, you nix the pipeline, but guess what? You're you're supporting Iran's pipeline. Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's over but, there. But who benefits most from us not having that pipeline? China. Right. Right? China. China. But, look, he explained it. He explained one time in an interview I saw, he explained what America first means. And that meant his number one priority as the leader of this country was this country. Right. He's saying, he didn't say, fuck these other countries. He's saying, to each one of those That's countries... <laughs> to each one of those countries, the, the the leaders of those nations should be saying the same thing. Right. It should be France first. It should be England first. It should be China first. It should be North Korea first. It should be Iran first. To those leaders, you should be saying the same thing about your country the, that I'm saying here. But the America thing is, first. the thing is, is they do. <laughs> they do say right. that. And we're we're like the right, we're like the ugly girl in school that's worried about what everyone thinks of her. Exactly. But when he says it, oh, it's the arrogant American. Look, he's yeah, he's racist. He's he's xenophobic this. and right. He's gay. Wait, no, they didn't say that. Nah, well, they probably did. Probably did. Who knows? Anyways, well, but you know, one of the other things that um, Biden's throwing money away on. Gay porn. That I want to talk about? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. At this point. We're going to say allegedly. At at this point, would anything really surprise you? No. Okay. (laughs) Down, Hunter. Down. (laughs) Um, Someone say gay porn. Wait, I'm not into that. Never mind. Never mind. I thought you said girl on girl (laughs) porn. I was going to be like, yeah, let's do that. So, Biden has committed to provide the who? The Peter Townsend and Roger? No, no. no. The World Health Organization. Oh, okay. $200 million worth of taxpayers' dollars. Hmm. Cool. You know, the, the one that we said we weren't going to pay them no more? Because... Right. What, have, what, what have they done for us? So, after refusing to allow the World Health Organization access to the Wuhan lab so they can investigate COVID-19. Right. We authorized uh, a payment to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to receive U.S. Paxtayer... Paxtayer? <laughs> taxpayer funding. I like Paxtayer better. <laughs> to th- through 2024. Hey, it's only money. Oh, but by the way, no stimulus, guys. 
we're worried about giving it to the fucking Chinese Wuhan lab that started all this fucking bullshit to begin so with. So we're basically paying them for you to have to stay home in your house to wear Lock a mask. Down. No. Two masks. Two masks. Possibly three. Or 23. We're working on that. <laughs> we're working on more masks. Where's my mask? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a picture up on the uh, Facebook yeah. site later on for uh, for Don and his uh, his mask. I will silver away. <laughs> well, so I mean, this guy's just giving money to everybody except Americans. <laughs> except Americans. Once again, everybody first, America last. And I know some people are saying, look, that was already in place. That deal was already in place. I get it, but guess what? They restrict access. They don't They don't want the the, uh, the World Health Organization to go in and be able to investigate. How about you don't give them the fucking money? Mm-hmm. How about you give us access, you get the dollars? Uh, he's done that before, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. To uh, there, Ukraine there. You, you want the billion dollars, you better fire the old uh, prosecutors investigating my son. Done and done. Yeah, let's not act like uh, he's not one to put the big guy isn't afraid to uh, do a little. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So speaking about one more of his uh, his deals, (laughs) I've seen that uh, where he's been, he's made a deal with Raytheon. Okay. And I've seen I've seen alternating figures, like fluctuating figures. I've seen. Two hundred to anywhere to two hundred eighty-five million dollars worth of um, weapons deals with Raytheon. Okay. Right. So I've also seen where the newly appointed Secretary of Defense, Lloyd McGillicuddy Johnson, Lloyd Austin, I knew it was something like that, owns a couple of million dollars worth. Well, I say a couple of million. I'm seeing here it's reported as one point seven million. In Raytheon stock. So the secretary, the the possible secretary of defense. I, I thought he was already. A, oh, I, I thought he was. Uh, hadn't been. I, I thought he was already appointed. Regardless, the secretary of defense, mm-hmm. the guy who says we want to buy these weapons from whatever manufacturer, right. happens to own almost two million dollars in stock for one of the largest. Military, right? That, weapon that, manufacturer, right? Hmm. It, it, wouldn't that be uh, considered a uh, conflict of interest? Conflict of interest. Yeah. Didn't they tell Trump when Trump won the presidency that he had to stop his dealings with? You know, he had to get out of his business. You know, of the hotels and whatnot. Yeah. Because he couldn't have dealings with, you know, overseas countries. From a business standpoint, he didn't. They didn't want him to use that as a bargaining chip, right? But yet here we are. The president appoints a guy who is Vested. has his hand in right. this. But you know what? Back to a couple episodes ago, where you talk about uh, the female treasury secretary and Jill Psaki and all these people, everyone's got their fucking hand in the pot. If if their hand is not directly in the pot, their relatives is. And he is, he is what's wrong with this country, Biden I'm talking about, where it's all about the aesthetics of who 
not even who, but what you're putting in different positions. And what I mean by that is this. Lloyd, what's his name? Austin Lloyd. Lloyd uh, or Lloyd Austin. Lloyd Austin. Mm-hmm. Don't know him. Never heard his name before. Couldn't tell you a thing about him. Right? I know one thing about him is he's a black man. I'm assuming he was in the military at some sort. Yep. So what was he? What was he in the military? What was his highest rank? General. In the army? Mm-hmm. And that's all fine and dandy. He might be a great guy. He might be the best guy you ever know. He obviously uh, was at U.S. Central Command. He was the commander. So nothing against him personally, right? I'm not saying against anything against him, but everything I've noticed is his VP, Secretary of Defense, uh, Treasury. Treasury. Uh, what was the other one that we saw? The uh, I can't remember what it was, but it, it's all about oh, well, you know, she's the first woman, blah blah oh, blah. She's the, the first woman education this, and she's the first woman VP, and he's a black. It's all progressive. It's all it's all diversity. It's all about right. checking a box. And, you know, we got uh, uh, the the assistant Houston Houston. Health and Human Services Director is a dude that's playing a chick that wants to get his wiener cut off. Whatever. I don't care that you're black, that you're white, that you're a man, that you're a woman, that you're a woman that I was a man. I want you to be the that, best qualified person that's for all the position. That's matters. But there's, there, I guess a good phrase would be identity, identity politics. That's all they care about is the look. doesn't matter if the person's qualified. The fact that this guy even got through the Senate confirmation hearings with the fact that he owns almost $2 million in a defense contractor stock should have dismissed him right away. The fact that that chick well, no, that's no, no. running the Treasury is worked for these hedge funds should have dismissed her immediately. That I agree with. The fact that he owns Raytheon stock, not a big deal. Get rid of your damn stock before well, yeah. you... you... Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's, yeah... It, they should have been like... Because to me, that's how is that any different than insider trading? Right. Because they should have been like, um, you're a qualified candidate, you were a general in the army, and you this and you that, and you're perfectly qualified. However, in order... We see here that you have $1.7 million in a defense contractors... That we do business that with. That we do business with. You're going to have to dump that stock. Right. Because if if we end up doing business with this to buy a large amount of whatever, their stock could go through the roof, and that one point seven could be three point four or whatever. Right. You know. Well, we saw the same kind of situation. I think not that long ago, when Biden signed on wanting all these electric cars. Well, Nancy Pelosi's husband mm-hmm. invested uh, in stock in Tesla. Right. I mean, right before it was announced, and that is that that even more so than this this guy, because he already owned the stock. Right, right, right. You know, the that is insider trading like a motherfucker. That's right. that's where Nancy Pelosi, whether she knew or didn't know, I'm she sure knew. she knew. She knew. She's third in charge. She, she knew. knew. She knew. She knew just like all these damn governors and senators right before the COVID nineteen shit hit. Uh, right, and. <laughs> Um, right before the big stock market dip, 
right before COVID or right sold, after COVID nineteen, dropped their stock and they like went that. into that damn board meeting and then they came out and sold all their damn stock. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's insider trading like a motherfucker. That's like you had a couple it, a couple of those Congress people were Republicans. So it has nothing to do with being a Republican or a Democrat. It's about being right or being wrong. And uh, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> we'll get into that. Too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's about it's about cheating the system. These politicians made such a fucking big deal over these GameStop guys, this Wall Street bets, whatever it was, doing what they did. These motherfuckers are more shady than any one of us even know. Right. And like you said, you knew Pelosi knew about it. She probably was like, hey, you know, whatever her husband name is, hey. Bob, you need to go buy a fucking shit ton of this stock. We're about to make a big ass purchase. Yeah, uh, and, and anybody done and done. Anybody that doesn't know the shady dealings of of Nancy Pelosi and her husband need to check into how the they accepted the um the COVID nineteen benefits, the payroll benefits for their company because I think her husband has right. some dealings with Starkist yeah. or Sunkist. I'm sorry, or no, no Starkist. Star yeah, the tuna, the tuna fish, fish yeah. company, and how they were bringing in. Uh, certain employees so they didn't have to pay them right. as much minimum wa- or whatever the minimum yeah, wage is in illegals. California. They're basically bringing in a le- son of a bitch. Drink Take a drink. Bringing in illegals. Right. I, I'm not going to say illegals. They're probably here legally, but they didn't. They were skirting around the law where they didn't have to pay them the, the same amount of minimum wage that they had to pay other workers. Right. And But then they uh, took the, ba- the payroll benefits for the COVID-19 payments and then pocketed the rest of it. Yeah. So anybody wants to look into those shady dealings, they probably well, should. Because I'm telling you what, I mean the way the way I look at it is this: allegedly, not all politicians. I'll give that allegedly, right? I, not yeah. all politicians are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. hold on. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Listen, but most of them are not. <laughs> um, when you look at some of these politicians, Schumer, Pelosi. And you look at their net worth, and these people only make two hundred thousand. I don't even think it's that much, but let's say two hundred thousand dollars a year. Let's say Pelosi being speaker, she might make two fifty. I don't know. Schumer being head of the Senate might make whatever. I, whatever they make, they don't make enough money that they should be millionaires. Now Pelosi's husband makes his own money. I get that, but. I don't know about you. Actually, I do know. I know that I'm ready to fucking retire now. But Hmm. I'm too young and can't afford to retire. But putting almost 20 years in with the place that we work at, I would be more than happy to retire. Why in the hell would you want to be in Congress or Senate or whatever for 20, 30, 40, 50 years? What? Other than to have inside knowledge of shading dealings that you can make a shit ton of money well, we've, on. I think we've had this discussion before. I can't really remember. But I know we saw a report that came out that Dianne Feinstein is actually right. re-upping to make another run. Right. At 80-something at years 87, old. At 87 years old. Right. She'll be 90, I think, when the right. next time it rolls around. And Why? I why mean, at ninety year old do you want to be? Why at sixty? Well, I, I get it, <laughs> but see, that's where I mean, that's one. And we were talking about the money aspect, right. and we were saying, surely you've made enough at eighty seven years old, and you've been in Congress for 
or you've yeah. been in Senate for however long, surely you've made enough money in your time. Surely, especially knowing these inside trader shady motherfuckers, you know you've made enough money in time. Right. I don't think it has anything to do with the money. It has to do with the power. Right. Because no. ultimately, power is the. I think it's the. I think it's the. <laughs> it's the worst addiction in the U.S. Is power. Right. Is the addiction to power because I think that's why a lot of these people get into career politics. Right. I don't think it has anything to do with the money. I think it has to do with the power. It has to do with the power but of being money, to tell people how to control people's lives, how to control what happens to people. Mm-hmm. You and have then, a direct say in how people live their lives. And I can tell you what to do even though I don't have to do it myself. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I I feel like I could live my life without any politicians. Well... <laughs> To that point, and I've asked you several times this, this is not what our forefathers intended no. for this country. No. These damn career politicians that sit up on the hill and make millions and millions of dollars each year, and I understand their salary is only 200000 or whatever it is, right. but they're all fucking millionaires. Right. Meanwhile, you know the, the actual people that are keeping this damn country afloat are struggling. Are struggling. The middle class, the the lower middle class, the you know, those are the those are the backs of the people that that, that are keeping this country running. And they're riding. And they're the ones that are getting shit on constantly right. by these and then these so called elites. And then these people like that know the better. ones you're talking about are the ones that really need this stimulus check. And in the meantime Well the meantime, these other motherfuckers are giving money to all these other fucking countries. Well, not only that, but they sit and have this damn sham impeachment. Right. Doesn't go through, waste how many millions of dollars through that stupid shit. Right. How much time is wasted on that stupid shit. And then once it's done, they're like, eh, well, we're going to take a vacation. You know, because we were so hard on this impeachment deal. Well, we need a vacation. Yeah, and I mean, because that's been over a week now. Yeah. Where's y'all's money? They're on vacation. Where's y'all's money? Exactly. So maybe, maybe sometime soon they can get... Once they're through giving money to every other country out there, if there's any left, maybe they'll get around to giving it to the people that actually need it. So, speaking more about the way politicians are and what they think of you guys, and well, I shouldn't say you guys like I'm above like reproach. Above yeah. About us. Say it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, I won't do it. All right. Uh, what they think of us. And we're just little peons, little worker bees, worker ants, whatever. Uh, Biden had his town hall on, well, I think it was CNN or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played a, something that he had said. I can't recall what it was. Do you remember where he had said something last week? Oh, oh he was he was, um, he was was defending oh, China. China. That's what it was. The things China, that China's the, doing has been a cultural difference instead right, the of human, a... Negl- the human... Uh, Basically, slavery and shit like that that they're doing over right. there, and they, oh, it's cultural. Yeah, it's cultural. well. He had he had something else to say about uh, some of our fine Americans here in, in this country. The uh, the other part portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use know how to get online to determine how to get in line 
for that COVID vaccination at the at the Walgreens or at, at, at the particular store. So basically, drink up, drink up. Uh, he just called <clears throat> blacks and Hispanics stupid. Now you can, th- these people don't know how to use the internet. They don't know how to get online and register. Go ahead. <laughs> well, what was it he said while he was campaigning? Something about that the uh, the poor kids could could be <laughs> the just poor, as, yeah, the poor kids can be just as as smart as, smart the, white as the white kids. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and y'all still think this dude isn't racist? Yeah. Well, you know what I think needs to happen. We saw a little article. Little little tidbit of information. We're gonna post this on our on our uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Coca Cola Company <clears throat> is coming out with a new uh, new test for for its employees. And I think to me, it seems like these politicians probably need to do this too, because even though they preach uh, how racist everybody is in this country obviously by the sound of that clip there that we just played it wasn't altered that was on cnn you can look it up uh obviously sounds like biden's a little racist too so go ahead. i i think he's I, I there's no doubt in my mind that he's racist and how anybody can't see that how anybody's forgotten his time um in the Senate and, and being a congressman and doing all that, you know, whatever he's been. Right. I, I've heard and seen various clips, you know, don't forget about the fact that he didn't want his daughter growing up in a racial jungle. Right. You remember that little speech that he had, that little tidbit. Yeah, and you can't go into a Dunkin' Donuts or a 7-Eleven without having a, you know, a Haji Ag- well, I don't remember what he called him, but, you know, Middle Eastern accent, you know, so <laughs> that's all this dude does see as color. Right. You know, and the fact that that people are painting him as such a oh he's so diverse and he cares so much about you know he's only diverse because his puppet masters have told him who to put in place of these in these positions and he's like okay yeah so so, so anyway so what Don's talking about is there's a uh, there was a whistleblower basically within the company I guess and they're they're providing this online training course that's trying to tell them to be less white yes less white and so they we got a couple of images from that that that's going through and i guess this is a course um uh, there's a video accompanying it but i i guess basically this this person was i guess this is on linkedin as, as well but it's basically saying um understanding what it means to be white understanding what it means to be white right okay uh, this is this is a uh, unlock this course with a free trial, so you actually have to to run a trial, and I'm not going to do that for this. But understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist—that's the name of the course, right? And th- I guess this is a course that Coca-Cola is sending their employees through. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting. It uh, if I remember correctly, when you showed when I, we were looking at it earlier, basically, oh, oh, drink up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you guys get through this whole thing. <laughs> They've already passed out. They've already passed out. Well, okay, so I've got one slide here. To be less white is to be less oppressive, to be less arrogant, to be less certain, to be less defensive, to be less ignorant, to be more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. So 
What? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I'm sorry, but with where we work at, if they were to ever say, this is what we need to do, Mm -hmm. I'd be telling them to kiss my ass because you're autumn in my, the way I hear that is you automatically assume because you're a white person, you're racist, and you have no sympathy or, or whatever, empathy towards the black or Hispanic or whatever race. Well, anyone that's not white. Right. And I, I disagree with that because I really have no empathy for anybody. Well, I don't care what color you are. Oh. So, so folks out there, <laughs> folks out there, comment into us. On especially especially on this episode, well, comment. We want to hear your thoughts and opinions on this. We posted the the whiteness scale. Well, yeah, from, last week we had the whiteness scale. Right, and we had from some a posts school. And people were like, honestly, like, what in the fuck is this? Right, that was actually being distributed at a school in New York. Right. Yeah, you know, check so, the whiteness at the door. Right, and now well, if the, you work for Coca Cola, you got to take a test on. I think this is even worse. Actually, well, I'm, I'm not going to say it's worse. It's but not. It's, it's it's equally as bad, but. Well, but, what they're but, doing is they're training their white employees how to not be white. Like, you should be ashamed well, of who you are. And that that's exactly what it's getting to. And we heard that during the summer of 2020, during the spring and the summer, during all this rioting and stuff, is that if you're white, basically... Oh, son of a bitch. Drink Sorry. Up. Drink up. Next time, we're drinking with them. <laughs> oh, this will be in your. <laughs> that'll make it interesting. You're drunk suit. But we heard. Uh, basi- I'm gonna just say basically a drink again. Basically, <laughs> is that too? I said it twice. Glug glug glug. We heard you should be ashamed to be white. Right. And that, but here, here, this is this is part from this David, course. David Duke has made his first entrance into the show. <laughs> In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they're white. I'm going to tell you this growing up, I was never socialized to believe that I was inherently superior to another person. I mean, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for other people out there. I can't speak for the other people that were went to the same school that I did. I wasn't taught that I was superior to them. And they're saying that 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 we as white people now let me continue. Okay. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it is better to be white. And here's where I'm gonna say a big fat bullshit to that is okay. I don't remember a thing when I was three or four. That was a very, very long time ago on a galaxy far, far away and very there was lightsabers and Chewbacca. Very and far away. I got Very go. long ago. What are you doing here still? You're mean. But, um, even like when my kids were three or four years old, I can't remember. I can't recall them ever saying, gee, Dad, it's so great to be white. <laughs> I don't remember. I Maybe they said it. I don't know. But in more recent memory... I have a three-year-old granddaughter. She could give two shits what color a little kid is that she's playing with. It's not like she's at the playground and there's a black kid there and she's like, oh, 
like, he's beneath me. He, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Right. She don't care. She's fucking three. She wants to go play with this kid. Not this black kid or this Hispanic kid or this Chinese kid or whatever. This kid. Period. This is a person that I can literally see eye to eye with. That's good enough for me. They're on my level. I can play with this person because it's not a human or, you know, it's not a adult. adult. It's right. not a older sibling. It's this person, this kid is three or, you know, my other granddaughter who's eight. When I remember taking her to, I mean, me personally, you know, I watched her a lot when she was younger. She was two, three, four years old. And um, I would take her to the mall, you know. And so I could just sit there and she could go play in the little um, play area. Well, I not like when, I, you know, black kids rolled in there or Hispanic kids rolled in there or whatever. I was like, oh, come on, we got to get out of here. You know, I just sitting there drinking a soda, you know, letting her play, let her do her thing. She would play with whoever. She didn't, it's not like she was like, oh, these are black kids. She like, didn't we gotta seek go, out. We got to go pops. I can't be in here with all these black folks. Right. Or if there was the one white kid, it's not like she was like, oh, I got to go play with her because she's my color. They don't see. Kids, in my, this is my opinion. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a human behaviorologist, whatever bullshit term you want to call them. <laughs> kids are taught to be racist. If your parents, if, if your parents are racist, more than likely you're going to grow up racist. Right. If your parents are not racist, you're probably going to be fine. Right. You know, and you're probably as you, as a, three, four-year-old, five, six, seven, eight, nine, as you grow up, you're not going to, if your parents aren't like that, you're probably not going to associate with kids that are like, because there are kids that are like that. Right. It is because their parents, probably, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's learned behavior. It's right. all it is. So to sit there and say that studies show by age three and four that it kids know it's better to be white than whatever. No, the fuck they don't. And, and say what you want about me. I've never told my kids or my grandkids, oh, well, you can't go play with them. They're black. Right. You know, I never did that. I mean, shit, my son dated a black girl. It's not like I was like, mm-hmm. right. Boy, you need to stay within your race. I never right. said that, you know? Right. So my opinion on this is this. If whoever that person is whatever color that person is if if my daughter if my son is dating a a black person or a hispanic person or an asian person or whatever as long as that person treats them well with respect and they can get along that's fine you know what i'm saying it doesn't bother me but it does i granted i know it does bother some people that's fine that's their problem right but I shouldn't be told by my employer to be guilty for being white, to feel guilty for being white. That's no, I'm, that's inexcusable. I'm well, sorry. Ultimately, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but that's exactly how I agree with you 100 percent. That's exactly how I interpret this is that you're supposed to be you, we're supposed to feel some sort of guilt because of our race. Right. And that's bullshit. Right. It, it, I, I, I don't we, know this to be a fact because, like you said, I'm not a sociology major. I don't, you know, I don't well, spend my time researching 
you know, human race, be, right. well, yeah, human, human behavior. behavior and stuff. Ba- well, but I want to say that I think this race debate, as many people want to say that racism is a huge problem in our country, and I've, I've seen several people talk about that. Right. We have a huge racism problem in our country. I don't think we do. I think it's being way overstated. And, and maybe this is okay. my maybe this is my ignorance as being the superior white man, I suppose. <laughs> but I mean seriously, I do not think until Barack Obama became our president, we did not have a problem with racism. Right. And you would think with him being that it would have solved it more relate race it relations. It, worse. it seems like it got worse. Well it did. You know, and it did because the, it was brought back to the forefront right. where I don't think it was a big deal. Am I saying that there's not racism out there? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that there's not people out there that are racist. Not saying that at all. But I do not think it is a huge problem. Of course you don't because you're white. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's what, in my opinion, what that test or training, whatever it is, what it boils down to is, where are we in? 2021, so 150 years ago, right? Am I right? So that's uh, 100, 160 years ago would be, yeah. So in 1860, whatever year it was, that Lincoln freed the slaves, mm-hmm. right? 1864. I wasn't alive Contrary to what you say and how old I am, I wasn't alive back then. He had just been born, folks. True. <laughs> I'm 160. Uh, get off my yard! Um, my dad wasn't alive. My grandparents weren't alive. My great-grandparents weren't alive. I would even venture a guess that maybe my great-great-grandparents weren't alive. Okay. I didn't own slaves. My dad didn't own slaves. My grandparents didn't own slaves. My great-grandparents, my great-great-grandparents didn't own slaves. Therefore, I should not feel guilty for stuff that happened 150, 200 years ago. Well, especially when you directly did not have anything to do with right. that. Right. And that's why I say guilty. And how guilty no for one... being white. It's, I'm well, sorry. not only did no one alive today have anything to do with that, Nobody alive today had to suffer through that. Right. I'm sorry. If you're still alive at 160-something years old... God bless you. <laughs> right. And you deserve whatever whatever we you, can give you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve whatever we can give you. I mean... You even, deserve whatever. Even as, far as, even as far as, say, your great... Your, not your great, but you say your grandparents, right? They were alive in the 40s, 50s, 60s. They dealt with a lot of bullshit. Right. You know, so I'll say that about that um, age group, whatever, that generation. Right. But our generation, our kids, our kids' kids, are, you know. And, and here's why I say about racism. Is it's more a media driving point to, it is. to keep talking about it. Because... In the jobs that we do, now we don't like to talk about who we work for and what we do, but with the jobs that we do and where we are when we're at our job, 
we deal with a lot of, you know, uh, black, Hispanic, um, different cultures of mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. right? Never once have I dealt with anybody while I'm at my job where I felt like I was being threatened or whatever because I'm white and I'm in a certain area. You know what I'm saying? I never felt like that. You pal around with it. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Hey, how's it going? You know, I've never, and I've never, I don't know, I've, I've never felt uncovered. I, I, you know, you, you go to a certain area, whether it's a Hispanic area or a black area or, you know, the things that we do. Right. I've never walked in that store like, oh, God, I'm probably going to get killed while I'm in here. You know, I've never thought that. Right. I've, oh, Jesus Christ, can we hurry up? I want to get out of here because, you know surely someone's about to get shot because look at all these black people around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never right. been doing this job for damn near 17 years. Never had that issue. Right. So, and I, well, and I would assume that, I, I hate to say it like this, but I'd, I assume those people, I'm air quotations, and I don't mean it in a bad way, I'm just saying, oh Lord. when I'm going into, uh, you know, neighborhood areas, right. I would assume that the people in that area aren't looking at me like, oh, here comes a white devil. We need to, you know, he's coming. You know, what? I never think that that's the case. Therefore, I should not be guilted into having to take a test or a training course or whatever to right. correct my whiteness. Well, I, I'm giving my opinion. My opinion is, is I don't think the racism is where it's at. Now, I'm not, obviously, I guess I'm not the person to speak on that. Right. So I don't think e- well I don't think either one of us are really no we're not to e- speak on that it's easy for us to say because we could have this conversation we could have a, you know a black gentleman or a or you know woman whatever Hispanic right. whatever in here with us right and they might uh, you know have a different thought on it they that could more very than likely well be. will because I get what some of the you know when you see well you don't understand what it is to be a black man in America, I'm driving down the street, minding my own business, and I get pulled over. I get that. You, you're you probably right that you very well could be a black man driving down the street perfectly innocent, have never had an issue, and the cops pull you over and harass you. I'm not doubting that that happens. And much as we're complaining about being guilty for being white, there's a lot of, you know, I'm going to probably just focus on you know, African-Americans at this point with this, what I'm going to say is there are, I guarantee, I know for a fact that there's a lot of people in that race that feel guilty for being black. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story and uh, hopefully this is okay, but I'm going to tell you a story about a conversation that my wife had with someone that she formerly worked with. Right. Okay. And the guy was from Philly. Okay. I believe black gentleman. Super nice guy. They were just yeah. carrying on the conversation. Had him over the house for a cookout. No, no, no. Oh, different. No, different. no, no. Oh, okay. This different, is different. different. This is different. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to ask for permission before I tell that one. Anyway, so she's just talking to the guy. Right. And they're they're right in the middle of all this racial heat deba- debate that, that we had last summer. Last that was year. last year. Right. Yeah. And so she asked him, how did you feel? Did you feel like you were in fear of your life of the cops when you were in, you know, in, in Philly? Because I understand in Philly is a little bit different down here. Right. And he said, well, you know... Sometimes. Okay. Well, what, you know, well, you know, I feel like there was some time, you know, I'd be driving, cop pulled me over. Okay. Well, do you think he pulled you over because you were black? I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't really know. And she says, well, let me ask you this. Were you speeding? 
Well, yeah. Hmm. So he pulled you over because you were speeding, not because... You're a black while driving. Yeah, it wasn't... You got pulled over. I was doing perfectly the speed limit, obeying all the traffic signals, everything like that. But you were actually breaking the law. Well, and so he pulled you up. Well, yeah. Right. Well, did you feel like the cop was going to pull you out of the car and, and beat you in the street? Uh, no. Okay, well, then why were you afraid? Because he was, he was told to be afraid. Right. Well, that's what you see in the news. Well, and the thing is this, and I'll say, I'll say this about that. I don't know the guy. I've heard the story before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one, he knew what, why he was being, he knew why he was being pulled over before he was pulled over. Mm-hmm. Right. He's mm-hmm. like, shit, I'm speeding. Oh shit, there's a cop. Oh shit, he's pulling me over. Right. He knew why he was getting pulled over. Right. Therefore, that stop could have gone one of two ways. He could have been a dick about it and not complied with the officer's demands. Right. Or he could have, yes, sir, here's my license, here's my registration, here's my proof of insurance, and went about business, I'm assuming, the way he did because he's alive, he was working, he's not in jail up in Philadelphia, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's the difference is we see uh, a portrayal on the media and the movies, whatever it is, of what what white cops do to black drivers right. when they get pulled over. They're just randomly pulling me over. No, there's I there's probably a good chance that you were doing something wrong. Right. Whether you were speeding, you ran a stop sign, whatever the case may be. It could be something stupid, like you didn't use your turn signal and maybe they're pulling you over to see if you got weed in the car. Whatever the case may be, because you're black, you're automatically smoking weed, you didn't use the turn signal, I have a reason to pull you over. Right. Okay. I'm sure a lot of that happens. This guy knew he broke the law. He, you know, complied with the officer's demands. He probably, maybe he got a ticket. I don't know. No bubbles, no troubles. The guy's still alive to tell the story. I tell you what, when I get pulled over by the cops, I get nervous too. I don't, I'm not worried that they're going to pull me out of the car and beat my ass. I'm worried that I'm going to get a speeding ticket. Right. I'm going to get a, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. That's, I think, the fear, it's like getting caught doing something wrong. <laughs> whether you're stealing a candy bar out of the store, you, you know, whatever the case may be, you, you, it's that we talked about it in the show before. You, it's that feeling of guilt, like shit, I just got caught doing whatever, something. Um, but for him, I would assume it's the fear of, well, look what they did to Rodney King. Look what they did, you know, to whomever, because right. we're taught in America, even as white people, we're taught that. If a black person is being pulled over, there's a good chance they're going to get their ass beat by the cops or shot because or that's whatever. What you because that's what you news. see on the news. Right. Because we're, we're, for whatever reason, they, and I'm when I mean they, I'm talking about the news, the media, mainstream, feel the need to push a narrative of division that white's bad, black's being punished. Like, it's like we're still on the plantation 200 years later and well and i when, think that's what you see when what's i would going say probably 9.9 out of 10 times that's not the case i'm not saying that 100 percent of the times a cop pulls over a black person for whatever reason right. that there's not some bullshit that goes on i'm not saying that doesn't happen right um but that one time out of 100 stops that it does happen 
you're going to, that's all you're going to hear about in the news is that one time. You're never going to hear about, you know, occasionally on Facebook or whatever, you'll see where, oh, look at this white officer stops in the neighborhood and plays basketball with a couple of local boys. Right. You rarely see okay. that. And well, it probably happens. It, I guarantee it happens more than a, a white okay. cop pulling over a black, black suspect and beating the shit out of him. Well, I'm going to tell you something that, that I, I I don't know whether you'll see it on the news or not. And it's the story exactly what I told you before we started recording. Okay, I saw a video this morning that had an officer. Right. He was arresting a black gentleman for whatever reason. Don't know why. It's not in the video. Right. But had him handcuffed, and then for, again, whatever reason, the cop starts, I guess he's chewing gum, starts choking on the gum. Okay. All right? Cop falls down, cannot breathe. He's on the ground basically gasping for air. Right. Dude's handcuffed. You can kind of tell. He's like, I, I don't know what the hell to do. You know, basically, I'm, I'm stuck here on the side of the road. And he's kind of starting to freak out, and he's like, get your keys. Give, you know, give me your keys so I can unhandcuff myself so I can help you. Right. So I can help you, right? And you can see the cops kind of, you know, and he wrestles the keys off his belt and, and puts them on the ground. The guy gets down on the ground, gets the keys, unhandcuffs himself. And, and then, at that point, at that moment, that guy had two choices to make. He could be like, I'm bolting. I'm out of here. Or I can help this Or guy. I can help this guy. Right. Gets the cop up to his feet and starts performing the Heimlich maneuver. Until he actually spits out the gum on the hood of his car. Like, they're they're that far. Right. That you're watching all this go on on dash cam. Spits out the gum, and the, and you can tell the cop. I mean, he's gasping for breath. He's trying to recover. Right. So, if this dude takes off running. He's dead. More well, I mean, likely. if the dude takes off running, the cop ain't going to do nothing. Because, I mean, he's Well, if he takes off. What I'm saying, if he, if he, if the guy takes off running, the cop. Oh, no, I'm talking about die. even after the fact. Right. Even after oh, the after, fact right, that the guy right, takes right. off running. Cop ain't chasing him. Right. Because, I mean, this dude's barely holding himself up. Right. The guy walks over, picks up the handcuffs off the ground, comes back over to the cop, hands him the handcuffs, turns back around, ready to be handcuffed back. Right. And the cop says, you know what? You just saved my life. You're good. You're good. <laughs> We're, we are good. Right. And, and that, I, will and you I, see I, that? And I don't knowing, know when that happened. Not knowing what that guy was being arrested have for. have no idea means he made a choice in life with with God mm-hmm. where he said I can I can this guy could be the best guy in the world now he, that that incident could have changed his life right forever like whatever he was doing to get arrested whether it was he stole some drugs whatever. whatever um that moment he made a choice. To save another person's, another human being's life, whether that person was a white man, a black man, a whatever, cop, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color, what his job is, what he, he realized that whatever he did, he did was wrong. He deserved to be arrested. Right. That cop was just doing his job, was probably very respectful towards him. Right. Even though he was arresting him, he probably wasn't calling him names and slapping him in the back. No, I'm just, I'm saying like if I'm, if I was the guy being arrested, if I'm arrested and this cop's being a total dick to me the whole time he's arresting me, right? Right. Smacking me in the back of the head, you know, calling me racial names and doing whatever. And now he's choking. I would probably be like, Oh man, give me your keys and I can save you. 
I know. That's what you get, motherfucker. Mm. That's what you get for calling me names and smacking me back in the head. That's what you get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he didn't. He was like, this This officer was just doing his job. He treated me with respect. He wasn't. Maybe. I Again, I, I don't assuming, even know. I'm assuming. I don't I'm even a, know. I'm totally assuming that that's the case. And then this guy made a choice to say, I need to save this man. Right. Let me do what I can do. Right. He did. The cop returned the favor by saying, you know what, we're good. Because like you said, even at that point, even after doing the Heimlich and him spitting up the gum, he still got a hauled ass. Right. But he didn't, you know. And now, hopefully, you know, like I said, not knowing what this guy was arrested for, hopefully, that turned his life around and now he's a model citizen. You know, whatever. Right. Well, so we just saw it come across the TV. And don't know whether, you've, you know, some people saw it in the news. I saw it yesterday. So there was a, what was it? It was a, it was a council, school council or, or. It was um, a school board. School board. School. So California school board caught mocking parents trying to send kids back to class. Yeah. So they had a, like a Zoom conference call or, you know, whatever. What I'm, I'm assuming it was Zoom where they had different members of the board on this conference call about trying to get the kids back into school. Cause wherever this was in California, they're not in school yet. You know, we, we take for granted the fact that we live in the freedom state of Florida. Right. And you, and you can go to a restaurant cause it's a hundred percent. You can go to a bar, you can go, yeah, you can go to school. <laughs> and I will say anybody that's listening to this outside of Florida, if anything that we're saying, you don't agree with because of what we're saying or whatever. You have to realize that we don't see the same things that some of these other states are seeing. We right. we have basically been almost locked down free the right. entire time. We did the we did the fourteen days or fifteen, 15, days right. to slow the spread. Right. We did that, and then our governor started looking at the data and was like, mm, "Nah, right, nah, something's up here. Something doesn't seem right." And so basically, I think within the first month we were. I think we still had mask mandates for certain cities or yeah, whatever. Cities had and it. then once he was like, nah. and then he like in April, you know, was kind of like, okay, we're going to open restaurants at 25%. Right. Did that for like a month or so, two months. We're doing 50%. And then I think by summertime, we we're hundred percent. It's like, you know, right. And, um, so when we talk, the way we talk about the things we say, we take for granted the fact that we live where we live and we have a great governor that we have. So I know we have listeners in California and we have listeners in Virginia and Illinois and Michigan, I, I, Minnesota. So please forgive our ignorance or our arrogance, however you want to look at it. We're not trying, we're not saying what we're saying to be dicks about it. We but, just we don't we can't relate in the same way to some of these things. So like our school started on time, I believe, or yeah. it was just it was just give a little or, bit late. Maybe take, it was a, yeah. a week they, or two. And late. they gave the option to do in school or right, uh, depending virtual. on how how people felt. Right. So we're not dealing with these same things. I just found this funny listening to it. I mean, it's not funny. It's very serious. It's not funny because these. These well, people, I, these administrators, these people that are teaching our kids I agree. are literally laughing at parents and like I, I agree, but I found it funny the fact that and, and it's it's much like these other hot mic moments where these people don't realize they're being recorded. Right. Guys, we're to this day and age, if you've got a phone, if you've got anything around and you think it's not being recorded, guess what? You're probably being recorded. Right. So you know, 
Yeah, all them naughty things you're doing when you think you're alone in the house, someone's probably watching you. Probably. More than likely. And it's probably right, so, me. So we're going to play this clip real quick so you can listen to the, uh, these people talking on this. Um, Zoom call. Zoom call. It's uh, it's the uh, board of trustees. Okay. All right. Yeah. People, it's easy to hide behind a screen and put it oh, on. Yeah. But when you're face to face with people, it's a whole different. It's a whole different ball game. Well, what's funny is that uh, uh, she's friends with the driver who went to Idol Tower, and the, it was posted on social media. Someone else posted it. It's like whatever. I wasn't doing anything bad. I could. I really. I honestly don't care about that part. But you know what? Are we alone? Yeah. <laughs> hey, bitch, if you're gonna call me out, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Sorry, that's just me. <laughs> you know, they forget that there's real people on the other side of those those letters that they're writing. Yes. We're real community members. We have kids or have known kids that have gone to these schools. Right. We have an invested interest in this process, and they don't know what we right. do behind the scenes. And it's really unfortunate exactly. that they want to pick on us because right. they want their babysitters back. Right. So I think it was at that point where the guy's like, you know what? Uh, this is public. So, you, you know, you, you, it's kind of like a telephone tough guy. You got that one teacher or whatever she was. She's like, bitch, come at me. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you think you guys are, it's the however many of y'all, the five of y'all sitting there chit-chatting about this bullshit. Well, someone hit the public button on that, and everyone got to see it. And what did we just see on the news about that? Well, I guess they all resigned or were forced to resign. Well, or? they all resigned, but I'm sure it was more like, you guys get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but to sit there and have the arrogance to sit there and say, I guess they want their babysitters back. It's been oh, almost a year. These kids need to be in school. Right. Well, like I was telling you before, last year we went through the same, the country went through the same thing with the teachers when COVID was announced. And I understand we didn't know a lot about what was going on. We didn't know a lot about the the virus or, again, whatever this thing is. Right. So people were scared. I don't want to be in a classroom. And, and they were portraying the kids as being super spreaders. Right. These kids were going to get it, and they were going to give it to everybody, which is actually not the case. It turns out kids are quite resilient to it, and a lot of them are, you know what I mean, don't, don't, their, their chances of even catching it are pretty low, right. actually. But you had the teachers' unions leveraging this stuff right. to gain more money. Right? Right. And... It kind of feels like that's what they're doing again. They're trying to leverage the fact that they want more money. Well, my God, where is it going to end? Are they just going to continue to do this year in, year out? Yeah, it's just ridiculous that these teachers, they, they're placed on such a high pedestal. They sit there and say this stuff thinking that uh, they're here to be our child, our kids' babysitters. It's, it's ridiculous that... Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I'm... 
it's so asinine. These people deserve to be fired that have to be resigned. Oh, absolutely. You know, and the one, I don't know who it was that said this, but one of them says, well, weren't people of this community too, but I'd be like, bitch, I mean, I wouldn't because, you know, she's a female, I'm a man, but if I was a mother of a child, right. I'd be like, I'd throw the bitch, catch me outside right. type fucking shit on her because it's, it's a pure arrogance that, you know, they think they're better than you. Well, I've got a college degree in teaching. I am smarter than you. You are an idiot. In the meantime, you have um, parents that have lost their jobs or had to quit their jobs because they have to stay home with little Susie and Johnny to teach them, you know, to make sure they're... Because it's not like, okay, if they're on the computer doing e-learning, like, okay, your daughter... Mm-hmm. did e-learning for the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. She's 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about the seven-year-olds? Or right. They can't be left at home while mommy and daddy are at work. Right. You know, If, if mommy and daddy are actually well, even but, able to go to work. But assuming they are working. Right. Like you and your yeah, wife are working. If, if if your daughter was seven when the, and this happened, one of y'all was going to have to stay home. Right. Right? So... That's my point. You can't sit there and say, well, they want their babysitters back. They probably need to get to fucking work. Right. <laughs> you know, it's nothing about being well, a babysitter. But, but now all of us can sit at home and bitch about whatever and still get their paycheck like you guys are. Right. And that's how they're looking at it. And that's the problem with that is that's their viewpoint of work. That tells you how bad they want to get back to work. Right. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean... In all honesty, if I could sit my ass at home and get my full paycheck, <laughs> nice and cozy, nice and comfy. But guess what? That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Speaking of super spreaders, <laughs> we uh, we also saw an article on the Super Bowl, and prior, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl, it was a lot about. Oh, well, you know, we shouldn't do this. It's going to be a super spreader event, and we're going to, and the Merritt and Tampa's like, oh, we're going to do this, that, and they limited the capacity of the stadium. And when they do the uh, the pre Super Bowl events, the stuff, the you know, the week leading in the Super Bowl, they have the, I think it's called the Super Bowl experience or whatever it's called, the NFL experience. And if you go to this, you got to wear a mask, and you got to do this, and you got to do that, and blah blah blah. You know, social distance, and you know, whatever. But it's still, oh, you're going to have all these people. I saw Hillsborough County where the, you know, Tampa's in Hillsborough where the Super Bowl was was held. What was it? I saw the other, well, I saw it the other day, whatever it was. Uh, Hillsborough County broke broke uh, tourism records for the Super Bowl. So, for a Super Bowl, was that your, st- was that your stomach? I can hear that. Guys, he won't feed me. He won't feed me. Um, (laughs) Mics are hot. (laughs) Um, Broke tourism records in Hillsborough for a Super Bowl that had limited capacity in the middle of a pandemic. You know why? I, my personal opinion, you know why that happened? Everybody want to come down to free state of Florida. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> they're like you know what that motherfucker's got restaurants that are open and the bars are open yeah, I don't give a shit if I go to a Super Bowl I don't care right you know I just want to 
be free for a week, <laughs> you know. And hey, come on down. So anyway, broke tourism records. Super spreader. People are gonna die. Um, not so much. Yeah. So we we I've got a couple of tweets here from various dumbasses who claim to be doctors and whatnot and. You know, you got the COVID-19 bowl. This is what one guy said. The COVID-19 bowl in Tampa this weekend is heating up to be a huge super spreader event. Right. And then you had, you know, another guy saying he, he wouldn't be shocked if it did, we didn't see a dramatic increase in COVID-19 cases after the weekend Super Bowl festivities. <laughs> then you had uh, this one guy, this, 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 this guy right here. He takes the cake. And he's saying the Tampa celebration probably made, and I'm assuming he's referencing of some sort of strain of the COVID-19, as if we know how many damn strains there are. Right. Which is more infectious, worse in Florida, too, which DeSantis has dismissed earlier. Then he went on to say, damn it, Florida, why, why? You knew the more infectious, and he's calling it the B117 variant, is spreading the fastest already in Florida, doubling every nine days down there. Oh, God. Why, Florida? Guess what, guys? Um, I'm a wrong. It's been again. two weeks since the Super Bowl spreader event in Florida. The Super Bowl spread the the Super Bowl of the spreader event. Right. So we had the Super Bowl of the Super Bowl. The super spreading Super Bowl McGillicuddy. And um, what actually happened? The cases, the hospitalizations, the positivity, and the CLI are all down. Well, I'm gonna say this. About that. The only super spreading that was going on in Tampa was at the strip clubs. <laughs> I saw a report because, okay, for those of you that don't know, if you're not from the Freedom State of Florida, Tampa is very uh, famous for its strip clubs. Now, I, for one, and CK1, we have never partaken of the... Uh, the uh, the strip clubs we we find that demeaning to young ladies, and uh, you know, so we don't go. That's fine. That's our choice. We choose not to indulge in that uh, deviant behavior. But uh, they are very popular in the city of Tampa. People come from all around the country and the world to go to these strip clubs because I remember not to get off on a little story, but. When my son was, was younger, he had a Tony Hawk skate uh, video game. I don't remember which one. I want to say it was Skate 8. That, for some reason, that sounds familiar. It had Rob Deerdick in it and uh, freaking, what was his name? Robin Big were in it. You know what I'm saying? And one of the levels on this video game was Tampa. Guess what was in that level in Tampa? Odyssey 2000, the strip club. So you can't tell me that Tampa is not famous for strip clubs. They broke records that week leading into the Super Bowl for their for these strip clubs. So that's the only place there was any super spreading going on. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I just hope that down here they don't get carried away with what was you were seeing about some uh, super spreader wasps or something. Super- <laughs> So, here's just a little random tidbit that um, came across. And this is overseas, so this this is taking place in uh, England. Okay. Uh, basically, what they... Son of a 
bitch. Bless it. (laughs) Either I'm sorry or you're welcome. Either way. (laughs) They've got a little bit of a moth problem. Okay. Okay. In the home where Anne Boylan was born. Oh, Annie B? Yeah. Okay. So, in order to get rid of these moths, they're going to use an army of parasitic wasps. Okay. To that, kill off these moths. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so what they're going to do is they're going to... The wasps are going to seek out the moth's larva. Okay. And embed their own larva to kill off the moths. But then after a certain period of time, the, uh, the wasp will die off. Sounds like Love Bugs 2.0. Yeah, because this is never, we've never done this before, right. and it, it's never went wrong. Well, and, and here's the thing. If you're not from Florida, you don't know what we're talking about when we say love bugs. Because that is a Florida thing. Okay? So, when I reference that, you know, I don't know exactly how the story goes about love bugs, but supposedly they were created in a lab to help in the spring and the fall with regenerating of flowers and shit like that. Uh, and it got out of hand because it was the same situation. It was well, after so many years, they're going to eradicate themselves. Well, anyone who lives in Florida knows that's a fucking lie. <laughs> but that was a while ago. I mean, we have them. I, you know, we deal with love bugs twice a year. Right. So, but the when all that started, it was a while ago. I would say this about genetic... <laughs> uh, I want to say generic, <laughs> genetically, genetically creating uh, yeah. anything, mm-hmm. genetically creating anything. Didn't we learn our lesson? Didn't weren't they gen- genetically creating some shit over in Wuhan two years ago when all this bullshit happened? <laughs> Did we not learn our lesson, people? Come on, just let nature take care of itself. Get some fucking well, pesticide and kill them motherfuckers. <laughs> Do we need to create a super fucking wasp to kill your goddamn moths? Put some fucking mothballs in the closet. Jesus Christ. I mean. Yeah. I, this, this is this is how horror movies start. This is how you, you got some fucking nerd sitting there like, you know what? I can create a, a legion of super wasps to <laughs> eradicate the moth problem. If I combine the DNA of a asshole wasp and an anteater and you know and it's like and then you're gonna get some fucking i mean jesus christ like you said it's a horror movie it, this is what dc comics are made about right i mean it's like what just fucking leave the shit alone what i mean come on man yeah come on like joe said just let nature take its course i don't, I don't know we're gonna end the show on that it's a long show We've been talking for a while, brother. I didn't realize it was quite so yeah. long. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. It's too fertile. Oh, it's, it's way past my nap time. <laughs> so, we're going to end it on the crazy wasp, mutant wasp, whatever they were called. Um, and uh, we're going to tell you have a great day. It is Saturday, uh, February 20th, 2021. The day the crazy wasp. Took over the world. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go ahead and call a lid on We're going to put a lid on the day. All right. And awesome. uh, we're going to remind you guys about our various social media platforms that we have going on. I'm going to see if I can rattle them off real quick. We are on Facebook. You can find us. If you're not on Facebook, you're the one. But if you are, find us at www.facebook.com. 
youtube.com backslash don't tread on America and on Twitter at DTOM that's D-T-O-M underscore 1775 and then also on Instagram at don't tread on America <laughs> and sorry for the link that was put in. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought I shortcutted it with D Tom, and evidently it took us some puppy dog thing. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it'll be the the correct link. On yeah, the correct link will be on the new one. My bad. <laughs> I am not a computer genius. The fact that I can rattle off the websites and get you generally in the right direction is amazing. Look, it's amazing. He just pushes buttons in here until this thing uploads onto the internet. Yeah, so. you're lucky you get to even hear a show. I mean, for real. Wait, did you push the record button? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, okay, I did. I did. It's, yeah, okay. Whew, you scared me, man. You scared me. I almost had a Biden moment there. All right, guys. Have a great day. Uh, I don't know when we'll be back. Probably, probably be, what, Thursday? Probably Thursday. Probably Thursday, because uh, PCGC got doctor's appointment on, uh, on Wednesday. I got to get my, my chemo on. So, you know, uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. What do you got? Anything? No, no, man. He is a man of no. powerful words. No. I'm ready for a nap. I, is that, is that your belly talking no. again? No. All right, guys, have a great day and we will talk to you again on Thursday unless something happens between now and then. And we got to come in for some breaking news. All right. <laughs> I heard it. So I'm going to end it on saying this, um, basically, 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 basically. And here comes the gravy. (laughs) Peace out. Thanks.